Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 405 DGS. Happy Friday. Going to be a warm one. It's going to be warm until next Wednesday. Dave says a cold front comes through and it'll be back to what it should be, which is like a, uh, highs in the low 70s, lows in the 50s. That's good. Good. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Mayhe is here from St. Louis Magazine. He brought us this, uh, the latest wine weekends, uh, 75 plus scenic spots to sip and unwind. It's a pretty cover. How about that? Yeah. I like it's, that. Uh, yeah, it's a nice illustration. You know, and- I say this all the time. We, we take so much for granted in St. Louis. Uh, we think that everyone has a wine country. Like, as you well know, like, our wine country is not just cool, but it's historic. It was the first AVA in the country. In the country. And when France got the mold or whatever, we got the suds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they used our roots to yeah. save, like, the, Bordeaux. The, the French vines, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's always the French, French, French. And then remember, I forget what that movie was called, Bottle Shock. Yes. Remember that? Great when, movie. You know, the the Californians beat the French in a blind tasting, and it was like, you know, the, the hell was going to freeze yeah. over, right? But I was just at dinner with a buddy of mine last night, and uh, he loves wine. He's got money, and he was talking about how some of his pals with money uh, are drinking seven, $800 bottles of wine. How? And, and he was saying, he's like, and he has millions, and he was like, I just can't even literally swallow it. He's like, I can't enjoy oh, something I could. that <laughs> expensive. What, <laughs> yeah, what's I, the most expensive that you've had, and what's the most expensive that you would pop for? Um, I I guess the most expensive that I've had recently is a bottle of Sesakaya, yeah. which is three or four hundred bucks a bottle, maybe now. Yeah. And I way back when I bought a few bottles when they were like a. And I got kind of roped into it. It was like 150 bucks, which was a lot of money mm-hmm. for me back then. Still is, but uh, I've still got two bottles of this, so mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But it's interesting because I was just I was just out in Napa last week. hadn't been out there in decades. My wife and I had never been out there, but I was amazed at how expensive you walk into these these wineries, which you have to have you have to have an appointment. You have to pay 50 to 100 dollars per person for the tasting. That's changed. Yes, it has, wow. and. It's, <laughs> It wasn't a welcome change for me, but yeah. so anyway, and, and I, I learned that there's a lot of these small, small wineries that unless you go there to visit, they won't sell you any wine. They don't need to. They've got mm-hmm. these huge mailing lists. They've mm-hmm. got all their fans. They've got all their, it's like the cool kids know about, and there's a hundred of these that, that we'll never even know about until you go out there and poke around. We ended up in one of them. And um, somebody said, you've got to go to this place. And it was way up this this road on Howell Mountain. And it was just spectacular. And we wander in there. And 
didn't really know much about it, and the wines were a hundred and a quarter apiece. Hmm. And that was pretty common out there of some of these places that we were going. I'm going, boy, have times changed. Yeah. You know, no, no $20 bottles of wine anymore. I don't know how normal people, and I consider myself a normal people when it comes to this, how you how you have fun because it costs you hundreds of dollars to go to sporting events, hundreds of dollars to go see a concert. Hundreds of dollars to go out to dinner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking to the choir, uh, we talk about this all the time, and it kind of gets into some of what we we're going to talk about today, how to, you know, uh, uh, what to do about tipping. You know, tipping's it's a function of, of, of the price of the food. If, if your food's up 20 30 40%, guess what? You're paying that much more in tips, and now it's kind of cool to tip more than we did before, so... You know, uh, if you're up in the 20, 25% range, it's a big number. Somebody said, you know, 15% nowadays should be a good tip just because of the extra, extra, extra that, mm-hmm. that it costs us to begin with. You know, the server ought to be happy with that number. I know, I think it's an interesting conversation that, that, uh, is is ongoing and and this whole tipflation. And well, we've uh, talked about this before. I think the iPad tipping at, regular businesses is going to really hurt the traditionally tipped worker. It should. Because and people are just getting sudden, sick of it. The heck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, now I don't want to tip at all. I don't want to tip anybody. I'm mad. But yeah, there was, um, and, and Rachel was, was talking earlier, there was, um, I guess, some article somewhere about why not, like, they're trying to figure out what to do to eliminate tipping because that's another option. Just pay everybody a reasonable wage or whatever. Yeah. And just tipping needs to go. The rest of the world doesn't tip. We're tip crazy and it's just going nothing but up. So there was this discussion that why not, it said, well, I think why not pay, what did you say, Rachel? Why not pay servers a 20% commission? Mm-hmm. And just raise prices and by raise 20%. prices by 20% to pay for it. And then you'll get rid of the tipping culture. Well, it's not that easy because unless it's, if you could do that uniformly, universally across the country, maybe it'll work. But we are so ingrained, the U.S. is so ingrained in tipping that uh, I just don't see it happening. And if it happens piecemeal, then if the servers don't like that arrangement, they'll just go to somewhere where they know they will make more mm-hmm. money. And that's that's the problem with that. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, are most... and, 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 and really, though, the, 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 despa- the problem with that whole thing is even if you solve that problem, the wage disparity still exists. The yeah. servers... Let's, well, we were just talking about it. They're making a ton of money. They've got more tables now because there's no servers, and the prices are so much higher, and people are tipping 25%. These guys are cleaning up, and they have no incentive to, um, to, to go with, minim- with a minimum wage, for instance. Let's do a minimum wage across the board. The servers are going, we're, we're like you know, getting into retirement mode early here by, by doing what we're doing. So. Uh, that there, that disparity though still exists. Yeah, kitchen guys are getting paid a lot more, but still the the servers are just making a ton more. So that's the whole thing is how to balance this and how to 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 somehow uh, you know I shouldn't say this but subsidize the, the the kitchen staff. You know, servers can you know they're making forty forty bucks an hour, fifty bucks an hour in some cases. That's pretty good money, you yeah. know, part time, and so, so anyway, there, there's there's an <clears throat> ongoing discussion about that. So let me ask you this: um, technology has changed things so much. I was having a discussion with one of my musician friends that when I was in my twenties, 
you know, Gibson, Fender, Rickenbacker, those were the good guitars, and then you knew the cheap guitars, and they were terrible. They were unplayable. Well, now, even the cheapest guitars are really pretty good. Has anything analogous to that happened in the food industry that, you know what, even your average uh, chain restaurant, the quality has gone way up because of technology or not so much in the food industry? I, I think it has gone up across the board, uh, and, and I don't know really what the what the reason is, but... Um, um, you know, old days mediocre isn't. You know, it's 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 gotten a lot better. Chain restaurants have figured out what they're doing. Not that they they didn't know before, but uh, yeah, I think in general the food bar has been uh, is has been raised and, and continues to get raised. I uh, in the old days I got a lot served a lot of lousy meals. Doesn't happen too much anymore. Not that they're great meals, but I'm you know pleasant. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm happy with it. It's not going to set the world on fire. So uh, that's that's kind of my barometer. It's like you know, I'm, uh, it, it, it's okay. It's it's not rare that I can bitch about a meal, which I you know I like to do like everybody else does, right? Have you? Uh, how often have you not refused to pay the bill, but maybe been at a, a very nice restaurant and it was very bad, and you say, "Dude, come on!" Like, how often have you done that in your career? Very seldom. It's just it, it for for me. It's it's in it's bad. It's just bad sure. karma. It's just, I just don't do it. What I will do, I mean, I won't do it on the spot. I'll pay the bill. I'll shut up. I'll leave. But I will get a hold of I'm not going to, like, I, I'm not going to cause gonna a be, scene. No, I'm not going to be the buzzkill at the table. I'm not going to get up and, and make a make a scene. But I will contact the person the next day and say, hey, you know what? This wasn't good, and this wasn't good, and, you know, we're restaurant buddies here. You know, it's kind yeah. of man-to-man. Let's just talk about it. And th- that's th- – they're they're very happy with that, that I didn't make a scene, mm-hmm. that I didn't call somebody over the table and mm-hmm. make – you know, and everybody's going, oh, what's going on over there? Yeah. So, yeah, but it, it, it does happen, but I've always been an advocate of handling it personally the next day. And a lot of restaurant guys do not agree yeah. with me. They say, we want to take care of it right now. We want to make it right – Right in front of you, and I said, you know, but yeah. then the whole table. What's right, the right. table at eight? Then everybody wants to know what's going on, and that's what you talk about for the rest of the night. It's, it's been ridiculous. so long since I've been to a fast food restaurant because I got so into door dashing lately. Which, by the way, haven't done it in fourteen days. Good for you. Um, I thought you were. A boy. I thought you were like a three a day or guy. Oh, or I was. Something. I, I, you know, what I did. Well, I how went, are you surviving? Then? I went to like my PayPal and I added it up for the month. And oh, it was that'll do it. <laughs> I bet you're like, oh no! <laughs> if I told you, you payment. wouldn't yeah. believe it. And so I'm just like, that's it, done. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, d- d- are they doing tipping at fast food places? Uh, I haven't seen any. Not too that's got to be the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people like fast food places because you put your card in there and that's it. And there's no screen that gets whipped around in front mm-hmm. of you and you go, oh, this is so nice. So not DoorDash because by the very definition, it's going to be cold when it gets to your house. But when you go to fast food places, the discussion I just had with George, do you guys feel like fast food places have never been better or never been worse or somewhere in the middle? Ooh, that's tough because I live in the city. <laughs> so I was going to say, where I'm at, the they're fine. Fast food here. Yeah, where yeah. I'm at, they're good. I mean, you're, it, it comes out pretty quick usually, and it's it, the only like you know the spots that are bad is when they don't get orders right. Like you say, I want my burger and I want ketchup and lettuce only, and it'll just come out normal. Like that's the biggest mistake you see and uh, that I see. 
I don't see too many. That's where, what I hear. That yeah. doesn't happen to me, but I hear that all the time. Yeah. That's, we had this discussion. That's why these guys go up and plug their order into the kiosk. I because, love the kiosks. They're not. They're not making a mistake there. No. Like, you know. I and, see people that get they they avoid it and they stand at the counter and wait for someone and then nobody's coming to the counter because the kiosks are the yeah. kiosks are the best. Like you go there and you're like, do you want sour cream? Nope, don't want that. I want more of this. I want that. It's just way easier. And, and honestly, I walk into these fast food places and I'm going, thank God there's people here because it's not the most prestigious job in the world. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, these people are making a lot more money than they used to. But still, it's not, you know, it's no get rich quick scheme. And I'm just I'm just damn glad to see you, you know, and hey, thanks for taking my order. Did you can see the California law. They yeah. just made it a law starting next year. Minimum wage for fast food restaurants will be 20 bucks an hour. Wow. Which sounds like a lot. And then I was like looking at it. I'm like. Huh, how does that translate? So that's basically the same as making 12 bucks an hour 20 years ago. Wow. It's, it's about the same as making $7 an hour in 1988 when I got my first job. Still, that's a shocking number, and you can't help it but seems think like it. That, that, okay, that's not, my McDonald's hamburger is going to be twelve fifty. Yeah, in, now that's in, only in California. But. Yeah, yeah, but still, everything, it's... Uh, you know, the, you, you pay me now or pay me later, and it's, uh, you know, that's that's just going to be... It's crazy, and it's this this constant escalation of prices. And I know a lot of guys that are just don't know what to do. Uh, diners, and and I know the restaurant guys feel the same way. They go, we can't, we feel we can't raise prices anymore, or we're going to really start losing people. People are bitching crazy, like crazy, and uh, you know, is it going to reach a tipping point? I don't know. But they said, you know, food costs are coming down. You know, if you've bought a dozen eggs lately, it's like a dollar and, and meat prices are down. Prices are down. Labor prices, they only go one, one direction. And, and that's what everybody has to remember. And that's the, that's the big, that's, that's the big number there for these guys. And, uh, so that's why everybody's trying to, to make do with less. Yeah. Any, uh, recommendations off the top of your head for people looking to go out this weekend? Hmm. I would, you know what I do? I would, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty nice this weekend. I would look through this, uh, this wine weekend thing. I I really think this is something that we spent a lot of time on. We picked 75 spots. I think we drew an hour and a half ring, maybe a two hour ring around the city to, to, to wineries, you know, north, south, east, and west. We did uh, uh, kind of an overview for each place. We did a must-try wine, and we did a food pairing with that wine. And whether the place was kid-friendly, dog-friendly, whether there was parking, I mean, it was a huge um, it was a huge undertaking. And, you know, there's a couple on this list. I went, oh, yeah, I forgot about that place. Mm. You know, like down in Chomet, uh, there's a place called the Grapevine Grill, which I knew was a good restaurant. Well, it was voted by USA Today, the, the top winery restaurant in the country, two years in a row. And I, I knew it was a good restaurant. I thought, that's enough to get me to go back down to that place. I oh, know yeah. it was cool. Now I, now I want to go I back. I don't know where that is. Yeah, it's uh, it's south. It's uh, St. Jen area. But mm. uh, there's there's places like Herman's got all these cool B&Bs, like up in these tree houses. Yeah. There's just so much to explore. Like you said, this is... Uh, um, Missouri wine country. There, there's a whole lot going on, and and we'll, we can have this discussion again about how the, the the wines have progressed, and you know we've come a long way from these these peach and Catawba. Yeah, you know we yeah. have, and and a lot of people just just don't get it, and. And I said, <laughs> I talked to one guy. I said, "Why don't you guys make more dry wine? You know, we got wine. We got a lot of dry wine drinkers. You know, what, what's what's the deal? You guys all." And he goes, "Look around. Look around. What and tell me what you see." And there was sweet wine on every table. Yeah. I said, "Well, 
never mind. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I get so, it. Thank you, Georgie. Yeah. Appreciate See it. Not often I'll do like a recommendation, but uh, I watched a new show on Netflix last night called Encounters. So for all my pals out there who love the paranormal, but you like it really well done, um, it's on Netflix called Encounters. I think it's a four-part series, and it's all about alien contact. And uh, I watched the first two episodes. It's really good. It's really well done. It, it, so watch it this weekend. I think you'll enjoy it. Going to have to do that for sure. Do you, do you, any of you guys ever watch like the real, real horror stories? Yeah, where sometimes. they there's a I forget the name of the series, but they go and talk to people who have had like a haunting hauntings kind of or possessions or yeah. whatever, and then they like recreate it and they yeah. tell their own stories and those can oh. be very spooky. I know. I always start out going like this isn't scary, and then they get a little <laughs> deeper into the story, and I'm like, all right, well, probably gonna turn this off. <laughs> getting terrified. Those are sometimes more interesting to me. Not whether they're more believable or not. There's more interesting because it's normal people telling the story. Yeah. Right? Like, this is what I saw. This is what happened to my kid when I was in the room, whatever. I find those to be more interesting than the, yeah. the guys that walk around with cameras like, bro, did you hear that? One of, what was that so noise? In the first episode last night, it was about something that took place, gosh, I think it's 2008, around Stephenville, Texas, which is out in the middle of nowhere. It's a dairy capital. I didn't know that. And uh, this one guy saw this giant triangle come over, and then he saw two F-16s chase it. So by the time this was done, there were over 300 people that reported it. Yeah. And they went to the, the government and said, hey, can you tell us, did you have any F-16s operating? They're like, nope, nope, didn't do that. So they did a FOIA request, and they got the radar from the local airports, and they showed them. No, and then they're like, "Oh gosh, our mistake. There's been a glitch in the system." Oh, yes, you meant that? We day. did have a dozen F-16s out there doing some exercises, and they changed the law. They, you no longer can get radar information from a FOIA request. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Show me. Tell me you're guilty without telling me you're mm-hmm. guilty. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen the one uh, that happened like along Lake Michigan? Yes, on that's the Michigan side. Yeah, where it was a meteorologist. Mm-hmm. Who saw something in his radar and he ended up seeing like he and he got run out of the business. He got run out of town. Yes, I saw a whole a whole special on that. Yeah, and then continuing with the the alien thing, the uh, the Andrew recommendation from Hulu. Uh, no one will save you. Correct. So good. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that might be tonight. We're watching that tonight. There you go. There you go. Go. <laughs> how many how many movies like how many movies and shows like that will you watch in October? Ooh, most. Yeah. I'll mostly be watching spooky stuff. I pretty much watch the alien stuff year round whenever there's something new and interesting. I want it to get cold so you can build a fire. Yeah. I'm excited for the uh, new Mike Flanagan show on Netflix, House of Usher. Me too. Yeah, that's going to be great. I've not watched the first ones though. Oh, I, I mean, they're, none of them are connected, but I highly recommend, especially for you, Midnight Mass. I watched most of that. It yeah. Kinda, it, I liked it, but it kind of, like I didn't finish it. So. I saw that one. That's the one on the island. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. I like it a lot. But there's part of it you're like, but and that's going to be with anything. Hill House, Hill House is superb. Haunting and You know, I haven't watched Hill House, not yeah. because it's scary, because people have told me how sad it is. It's it's incredibly sad. It's more sad than it is. Oh, one, I've seen that one too. Yeah. There's there's a couple truly terrifying parts, but yeah. mostly Going through it is COVID very sad. and everything, I'm like, I don't think I need to just yeah. immerse myself in sadness. That's fair.
438 DGS. Happy Friday. I just had a really sweet interaction. Uh, I was walking back uh, from the office to the studio. We have a new janitorial service, and there's a lady pushing the cart. Said, hey, how are you? I said, I'm great. How are you? Great. Pastor. And then she said, do you know who you look like? And I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready for it, you know. And I'm like, uh, no, who, who do I look like? She goes, I've been wanting to tell you this all week. You look like that Glover guy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I, I said, that, I am that Glover guy. <laughs> and she gave me a big hug. She, her name is Leisha. So hi, Leisha. She was just like, oh, my God. All week I wanted to tell you you look like him. That's awesome. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Isn't that funny? What did you really expect? Oh, gosh. Uh, on the handsome side, I get uh, your small, stone cold Steve Austin. What do they? Cold Stone. It's Stone Cold. Cold Stone. Phoebe calls him Cold Stone. Cold yeah, Phoebe <laughs> called, used to call me Cold Stone Steve Austin, <laughs> which was way closer to the truth. <laughs> if That's Steve great. Austin ate a lot of Cold Stone, I can see that, that though. I can see that. Uh, yeah, that was mostly what I got. The lady at Disney thought I was Michael Chiklis. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I'd be on the other too. end of anything. I'm a little, little better than yeah, Michael. But, <laughs> uh, Rachel, an interesting morning. I did. I had to go get my tire fixed. It needed patched. It's been leaking for the past couple of weeks, so took it to to get it taken care of. And I'm just always fascinated by waiting rooms and how people choose to spend their time as they're waiting. And there was uh, me who was just kind of sitting on my phone doing some show prep, but probably just looked like I was looking at social media or something. There was a man in maybe his late 50s, early 60s who sat in a chair and stared into the distance <laughs> for the entire time I was there. And mm. I thought, that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he seemed very I wonder where peace. he was. Uh, <laughs> there was a woman doing a work meeting, leading a work meeting wow. on her laptop via Zoom and being very loud, but that's wow. okay. She was no, doing it's it. not she okay. Was, she was killing it. She was doing a great job. <laughs> And then there was a uh, probably student-aged young woman who was doing, like, some homework on her laptop. But I just thought, hmm, there's a lot of different approaches yeah. being taken here. There's all types of folks that make up this waiting room. I'm a weirdo. I kind of like waiting rooms. Really? I, I, not if I have to be wow. there for, like, days, you know, like if someone's in the hospital. But if I'm going to an appointment and I'm going to be there 20, 30 minutes, I don't know, I take it all in. Mm. Huh. Kind of like it. Are you, uh, Mr. Just Sitting and Staring into Space? I, I like to hand bone. Oh, okay. I'd like to do you that. You could have accompanied that lady on her work yeah. meeting and really spiced like it up for I like to play the spoons. <laughs> but uh, before I was sitting in the waiting room, there was a Target nearby my tire place. So I, of course, had to walk over there and check it out and see what was going on. And... I think that the the loss prevention person had me like marked or something. They thought I was shoplifting because everywhere I turned around in the store and I went through the whole store trying to kill time, this guy was just like watching me, like following me around the store up until the point where I was at, at self-checkout. And I'm like, here's all my stuff. You can check my bag if you need to. But it was just a little bit You've got unsettling. the look of a desperado. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was because I like walked up and then I had on my like uh, shoulder bag and I kept taking my phone out and checking it and then sliding it back into the bag. And it might have looked like I was like, mm. you know, picking up a lip gloss or something and yeah, that must have made it way something. harder to steal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
what'd you steal? <laughs> I didn't steal anything, you guys. I'm not one of those looters. You stole that guy's attention. <laughs> yeah, stole his heart. He's in the break room right now like, I wish that pretty criminal would come back. <laughs> Check Craigslist misconnections and see, like, you were a criminal stealing things from Target. <laughs> I, I was there. a loss prevention manager <laughs> watching you from afar, but not that far because you definitely noticed me the whole time you were shopping. <laughs> Wheels, you ever do anything like that even as a kid? What? Like grab a stick of gum or something? I must have. I don't remember it from a store or anything like that, but I ha- I mean... You must I was a, Yeah, I'm an idiot. I mean, like, every little boy's an idiot. I probably did something. <laughs> every little boy's an idiot. <laughs> every little boy's a criminal. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I, I can say this. I don't think I ever took anything from a store or like that. I might have, like... You only robbed your friends. I, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is maybe I was at a friend's house and grabbed a toy, but then probably gave it back. Yeah. I used to eat the grapes at Shop and Save and Schnooks a lot, oh. and I was told that that was theft. Oh, get <laughs> this. I still, at least you didn't try the I soup still, with the I ladle. I still do it because I you have to have a grape with snap. Here's what I do, though. I put it in my cart. I eat one, and then I give this look in case anyone's looking. <gasps> okay. <laughs> oh, yes. I do yes. believe I will Ooh, be producing that was a good one. That was perfectly reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> like, just so they know. You can, uh, you can do that just by you know, squishing them. Don't do that to me. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> tell you guys about This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.